Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the third episode of the Yalla Latalal podcast. Um, this is your host, Zaina Muhammad. Um, on this episode, we had my great friend, Um Salim, as a guest. Unfortunately, I will not be translating this episode into Somali and Arabi because we talked about a lot and... Um, I'm sorry, that won't be happening for this episode, but inshallah, I will be doing that for future episodes. So sit back and listen, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Today we're with Sister Um Salim. Assalamu alaikum, Um Salim. How are you doing? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm very well, alhamdulillah. Thanks Now for I wish I like said the whole sound, you know? Oh, <laughs> let's try this no. again. <laughs> is this bloopers? <laughs> no, this is going to be part of it. Uncut, real. Wow, okay, mashallah. Yeah, so do you want to tell us more about yourself, Um Salim? Um, so, I mean, I technically don't like talking about myself because yeah. I I feel like there are better people out there that you can listen to or get to know about. But um, you can go ahead and ask questions and I'm more than happy to answer. Okay, let's see. So, you are Somali-American. Yes. And you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, like myself. Yes. I mean, you you kind of <laughs> live in a different portion, <laughs> different part of Minneapolis. Okay. okay. But okay. I guess, I mean... Well, we'll we try should... to include you in Minneapolis. It's fine. <laughs> I am from Minneapolis. Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you guys, I am from Minneapolis. I promise. <laughs> okay. So... One stop away from Minneapolis. Wait. <laughs> Right? <laughs> ah, one block. One block? Hmm. I'm not going to say where. Oh, God. Now they're going to know where I live. That's a secret. Yeah. You might need to, like, edit this one. <laughs> I'm kidding, though. <laughs> no. We'll just keep it. We're going to see. So, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you... So, today, you're, mashallah, you're a young woman who is living and working in Minneapolis. A young professional as well. How do you believe... How do you get to this point? What tips, like, if you could talk to Um Salim 10, 15 years ago, what would you tell her? I think, you know, to answer your first question of mm-hmm. how I got here, I guess it was just, I mean, you know how you just end up where you are? And you, you yeah. it's through experiences. And mostly, if we start with my childhood, it's through my parents, specifically my mother, right? So I wouldn't be probably who I am if my mom didn't install, like, the love I have for my religion, the love I have for my culture, the love I have for myself and who I am becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the second question? <laughs> what advice would you give to oh, Salim? Ten, I would say, ago, honestly, slow down. Slow down, okay. Um, enjoy the moment. And realize that as long as you are practicing and doing what Allah wants you to do that you'll end up somewhere that he's pleased with mm-hmm. so don't get ahead of yourself don't get nervous don't overthink I overthink a lot mm-hmm. as I'm sure a lot of people do um, that's the advice I would give to myself I see yeah. what advice would you give to me because usually I find myself in a predicament that's mm-hmm. like this I want to do anything and everything (laughs) all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not healthy. Yeah. But sometimes, especially like around this time in the semester, I think we're like in the fifth, sixth week of the semester, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just find yourself in a rut. You're Mm. like stuck in a place. Yeah. You have so many homework assignments. You might have like some exams, midterms coming up. Yeah. But you just don't feel like doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? What motivated you to get done how did you get through this you know if we're going back to college um i recently just graduated Mm -hmm. so i know how it feels to graduate and have a life basically after graduation or try to create a life for yourself apart from school 
and I know how it feels to be in school. So when you're in school, you're very overwhelmed because you have a lot to do. You know that you have responsibilities, but you just might not have the motivation to get through with it, right? Or to finish your assignments like you were saying. And I think realizing that the, what, what is your end goal? Why are you in school? Emphasizing that every week when the school week starts, for example, on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, letting yourself know, maybe having creating a board, right, in your room that lists out all the goals that you have and your end goal. Like, let's say, what do you want to become? Let's say you want to become, for example, a doctor, right? Which was my route in the beginning, but <laughs> not so much right now. Um, just emphasizing on the board why you want to become a doctor. What is your why? What are you trying to give back to the community? Uh, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? Right. Looking at that every morning and waking up, you'll feel recentered. Hmm. Right. You'll realize, okay, I have a purpose, and your mind eventually will get used to seeing that and wanting that to become the thing that you work towards without you even realizing it. Okay. Yeah. I see. So. You're a young woman, as mm-hmm. I said earlier. Mm-hmm. How how do you manage to like balance between your personal life, your family life, and your dean life all at the same time? You know, um, I can't necessarily say that I manage it really well. There are times, of course, in everyone's life where you feel like you're in a hole that you can't get out of. But I would say, for me, I guess... I guess I create opportunities for myself, right, where I have to follow through and there are people depending on me to follow through with my plans, whether it comes to Islamic studies, right, for example, um, teaching, or when it comes to school that I know that there's a teacher out there that needs me to do X, Y, and Z, (laughs) and in order to graduate and not fall behind, I need to do this. Um, When it comes to my family, like, you know, making sure that there's one day in the week that I visit my grandparents because you know part of being a muslim is that islam emphasizes that you take care of your family first that you visit your family um that you're aware of their whereabouts how they're doing their health just calling once in a week and so making sure that i have maybe saturdays after i've done teaching i go to my grandmother my grandfather something like that so i create a timetable for myself in my head sometimes sometimes i'm might write in a calendar but i don't usually look back um so that's how i keep myself grounded it does become very overwhelming sometimes because when you create places that you have to be at a certain time right Mm -hmm. and you cannot miss those like you can't always be missing teaching you can't always be missing work you can't um it just gets a little too much so realizing why i'm doing it just like how i said last time Mm -hmm. really helps me understand my purpose and why i'm needed and some weeks i make it and some weeks i'm like you know dragging my feet but alhamdulillah i'm always happy with the end result and i'm happy with myself um in terms of the growth that i'm seeing within myself that's amazing if that makes sense that's amazing very inspiring mashallah and yeah yeah it's pretty cool i would say society right like what you see on especially what you see like in the media and stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram on Snapchat if anybody still uses that <laughs> I stopped using that a while ago but I still have the app on my phone same same to be honest on Twitter I would say try your best to like leave that only check in after you're done with your day right after you've gone through everything maybe look through when you're going to sleep or something but I would recommend that you don't compare your life to someone else's life because how they got there that's their story right we're here sharing our story and that's their story um how it looks on social media might not be how it really is Mm -hmm. so don't let other people on different platforms tell you how to live your life right you create the goals that you want to create and the timetable should be based on you however don't say i'll do it uh inshallah someday I see. Okay. Get to it, right? I was reading this yesterday. Mm -hmm. They said there are three days or something. I don't know what it was, actually. It was really nice. And three days are yesterday, which is past. Mm -hmm. Today, which you're in right now, Mm -hmm. right? And tomorrow, which you don't know what's going to happen. If you're going to live through it, you don't know if you're going to get there. But the most important part is you're alive today. 
So don't make sure that you do everything that you need to do today. Because do you know that you're going to get tomorrow? Do you no. know if you're going to wake up tomorrow? I hope you I don't. Do, but no. <laughs> so it's something that, you know, reading those little motivational like quotes and things can really help you. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Earlier you mentioned mm-hmm. that you graduated recently mm-hmm. and you are now a young working professional. How, how did you find the transition from school into like the I don't know the working world was it easy because personally I've been in school since like for as long as I can remember since preschool Mm -hmm. right yeah and alhamdulillah now I'm a graduating senior I'm looking into some grad schools I might take a year off I might not I might work who knows Mm -hmm. everything's like still kind of up in in the air you know so how and I feel like school's like a large part of my identity and, you know, like, even though there's summers and winter break where you're not necessarily going to school, but you're mm-hmm. still a student, you know? Mm-hmm. So, how did you, I don't know, like, how did you transition? Was the transition smooth? Was it easy? Was it hard? Can you tell us more about that? If you could see me right now, I'd be shaking my head. <laughs> but um, the transition, transition was rough. Like, a lot of my friends can tell you, it was rough. And a lot of us... I don't know if we're... We're still making it, alhamdulillah. But it's hard because, like you said, right? We've been in school for so long. And then now we have to decide what to do with our time. Like, I don't have that timetable where, let's say for high school, right? You're at school at 7, you're done by 3, you know. And then at night time, you just go to sleep. That's it. That's your schedule. Yeah. But when it comes to (laughs) real life and you graduate, you realize, you know, you don't have teachers. You don't have people guiding you, and it's just you now. You decide what you want to do. But the thing is, I think the thing that I had to realize is that I don't have to conquer the whole world in one day Mm. or in one year. I just need to take my time, take the day as it comes, right? Don't go ahead of yourself. Don't think about my friend is doing X, Y, and Z. Why have I not gotten into X, Y, and Z? Think, you know, my journey is different from everyone else. This is journey. And ultimately, it's in whose hand? Allah. Allah's hand. So having trust in Allah really calmed me down. Because I remember, like, the way I was going, it was not healthy. I was maybe comparing myself to other people, right? And I was thinking about other situations. And I was thinking about the dream that I had of being a doctor, be getting into the medical field and how have I not achieved it by now hmm. but I have to realize by now at that time was what 21 22 that's right? really young yeah I don't know what I'm saying at that time it was like last year <laughs> but I don't know how old you are <laughs> shouldn't have said that now but um subhanallah and I think that's it's really important I mean well I'm not I'm not gonna say that you know, I know a lot of people, they would say, oh, listen to this podcast, listen to this, read this book about this person's journey, or look, read this thing about self-help and all these things. I would say go back to the religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have this time, alhamdulillah, it's not occupied with school. Uh, it might be occupied with work. But when you come from work, it's just you and about five hours before you sleep, right? Four or five hours. I guess, yeah. Before you sleep, right? At least for you guys, Use that time. (laughs) Use that time to get to know who Allah is. Use that time to get to know what is your purpose as a Muslim, right? And when you you do that, you feel more confident, A. B, you feel more happy because you're getting closer to Ilahi. A lot of people, even if they leave the... If they get away from the religion and they get further from the religion, they always feel content whenever they get do something that's closer to Allah. Of course, Allah right? said in the Quran, Allah bilikri Yes, thank Barely. you. Yeah. In the remembrance of Allah, the heart finds tranquility. Yes. I believe. <laughs> I don't know. Really, My Arabic is getting there. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. I just want blank. I was like, what am I saying? Oh my God. No, it happens. Yeah. Um, so I would say, wallahi, take this time to figure out who you are as a Muslim. Because a lot of people, they say, take this time to figure out yourself. Who you are, yeah. Yourself. But yourself, your identity is number one, what? Muslim. It's not the Muslim. fact that I'm Somali or American. Or a woman. It's not the fact that I'm, I'm a woman. Number one is, wallah, Allah is not going to look at you. Inna Allah la yanburu ila suwarikum wa la amwalikum. Walakin yanburu ila 
right? Allah does not look at your your money, so how much money you have, nor your characteristics or how you look. But he looks at what? Your actions and he looks at your um what's heart. It called? your heart. So work on purifying yourself. When you're in school, mm-hmm. like you said, right? Time goes by really fast. I remember I had that eleven fifty nine hundred line. I was hanging out with friends. I was doing so many things, right? And sometimes I wasn't doing anything. I was just procrastinating. I didn't have time to figure out who I was. Who I was about to say my name. <laughs> <laughs> um Salim. <laughs> who Um Salim was, right? Yeah. So um, take this time to figure out that. And take it slow. Um, you might not be where you wished you were. But everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And every journey that you that you go through will lead you somewhere. True. I I like totally agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I needed this talk for me. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck <laughs> in that rut right now. Yeah. But inshallah, I'll be able to dig myself out before Monday. Mm-hmm. I'll pass that exam with flying No, no, colors, you got inshallah. this, inshallah. inshallah. You know, put in the hard work and Allah will take care of the rest. Yeah. I've been in situations before, I'm not sure if you've seen this in your life, where you thought your life was going one way, mm-hmm. in one direction, but there was maybe some type of roadblock, or maybe you had a change of heart, and then your life is going in, like, totally the opposite direction, and at first you're, like, kind of scared. Yeah. But looking back now, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Hmm. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, before, I used to be a pre-med major, mm-hmm. taking all those science classes and whatnot. Yeah. And As your parents would want you and push I, you towards the, to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know how people usually say, in college, you find yourselves, you, you, and, all, and all that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So then, I guess, in college, I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't say I found myself. I could say I re-found myself. Mm-hmm. Um. I realized I was like taking some Arabic classes and then I was like, hey, I'm really passionate about this. I'm good at this. Maybe this is what I want to do. Mm. So then I started focusing more on there. And right now I'm telling you guys, don't do this. I'm taking 20 credits, Mm. but I love all of my classes. I love doing the readings. Yeah. It takes a while. It's just a matter of now when I'm going to pick up the book. But like once I pick up the book, sometimes it might be you have to read from page 35 to like 95. Sometimes I might find myself on page 105 because I'm like so eager to know more because I'm like passionate about it. But I remember (laughs) and one of my friends can attest to this. One time we had like a biology exam. It was like the day of the elections like mm-hmm. the donald trump <laughs> hillary clinton elections yeah and i was like so engrossed in that and the next day we had a bio 1009 exam mm. and i was like yeah whatever i don't really care i just like flipped through the book a little bit i just wasn't really passionate about it yeah i didn't want to know more about the mitochondria or like cellular <laughs> respiration yeah that wasn't about me but she was like super interested in that and i'm over here watching like the tallies coming in them doing like the different states and whatnot mm. you know how they go from like east coast to west coast yeah and i was like oh my god he might win she might win and all this stuff and whatnot and she was like it doesn't matter we have a bio exam tomorrow and i'm like eh. yeah no, no it shows where your passion lies yeah and here fast forward like three and a half years later mm-hmm. arabic literature major with a global studies double major and a political science minor wow but for her she's still like in biology and within that world and she absolutely and totally like still loves it but it's just like a matter and then eventually you know there's always like the aspect of other you're gonna end up where you're meant to be yeah one thing that i find that my mom always emphasizes with me is the concept of rizq Mm. So she tells me, Zaina, like, do what you're passionate. Yeah. Make sure that you're helping your community. But at the same time, don't necessarily worry about money. Your rizq is already written by Allah. Yeah. And whatever you do, never, ever get involved with haram money. Mm. Because the rizq was already written for you. It's just a matter of you getting it. So you, can't, so you have a choice. Either going about it and getting it in halal means. Yes. Or going about and getting it in haram means. So that's, like, one thing, like, I'll absolutely never forget. Granted, I am a liberal arts major. <laughs> I am graduating. Yeah, mashallah. Do I have, like, a job lined this. up? Not quite, but, you know, I'll just One see. day at a time. Yeah, one day at a time. Well, Congress, one day at a Don't, time. And yeah. We'll see how it goes, yeah. 
no, no, that's a beautiful way to put it. Don't rush yourself. You know, don't put your... Oh, and you know what I realized? Mm -hmm. You had to go through taking bio 1009 to realize what your passion... Like, you had to go through that. You know what I mean? So sometimes you might take routes and you might have to do certain things. And those things are going to help you realize what exactly you want to do. They might not be something that's beneficial to you, but you don't see the benefit of it right now. Mm -hmm. You see the benefit of it later. So, subhanAllah, don't dismiss... um, um, the routes that you take that are you might think are wrong, but they're just getting you to the right place. Definitely. Yeah. That's subhanallah. Wow. I'm that's, just that's like very deep. No, <laughs> I'm not saying wow to how deep I was trying to be. No. <laughs> that's me snapping. Mm. Um. <laughs> so. What is it that you um? Let's see. You know what I realized, actually? You embody the things that you say. I realized that like a couple days ago. Oh, speaking it into existence? Or is this something I else? guess that too. But like, okay. I remember like, I would... When people come to me and stuff, they say, Oh my God, how are you doing? How's, the, how's after graduation? How's this? Like, all my life, they ask me something. I'll say like the negative thing. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So I'll say things like... Oh my god, well, I don't ask me about it. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. Like, you know, things that make me, like, anxious, and you can see it on my body? Okay. But it's like, that's not exactly how my life is going. So people, when they see it, they think, oh, Miskinta, she's going through it. Like, Rafad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So you, you, and then I took that person, like, I took the identity that I was saying, even if it was, like, if there was nothing going on in my life, I just felt a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of stress from school or something. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going through it. It's rough. But I'm really not going through it. There are people out there that are actually going through it. I usually find myself in the opposite. Yeah. This is what I'd actually like to know. I believe like 99.9% of people, yeah. when they say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm don't want to know how you're doing mm. they're kind of asking it it's like a hi it's like politeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's like, a, like hi it how high. are you doing yeah. yeah it comes with hi how are you doing mm-hmm. you know so um i realized that and i was like why would i want these people to know what's happening in my life so i'm like they're like oh how are you doing i'm doing great Alhamdulillah. But we are actually, I am doing great, Alhamdulillah. We are doing great. But you know, why is it But even if I wasn't doing great, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable... Saying it. Saying like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of going through some rough stuff. Mm. Unless the person, A, is like super close to me and they're like, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't... I still wouldn't reply on like the first, how are you doing? They have to be like, hey, Zainab, how are you actually doing? And then, you know, once that actually comes in, you're like, oh, you know, Alhamdulillah, everything's going great. And then the button mm-hmm. but then isn't life always going to be a struggle it is Fidi, the thing is if you realize there are people far worse than where we're at right now i'm not right? even thinking about like other people like even within yourself there are like moments maybe. yeah it could have been a week ago it could have been a day ago it could have been months ago years ago where you knew you were in like a worse place for instance this summer when i was in jordan mm-hmm. there was like this whole month where i was just like doing an internship but most of the time I was free, wasn't mm. really doing anything. And being who I am, as I said before, it feels like I have to do anything and everything all at the same time. Yeah. I was in such like a high face, has, high, fast paced environment. Yeah, high face. <laughs> ha- Hashtag high, high face. High face. <laughs> <laughs> high fast paced environment to the point where I was like either at school, work, Duxie, just like doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, where I literally lost myself in mm-hmm. there. And then for the first time ever, I actually had free time. In the first half of the summer, it was like more than half. Um, I was like, I, I was taking classes and I also had like another internship. So I was kind of busy, but I had like some weekends to myself here and there. But this was just like a whole entire month looking at me. And I had like a somewhat kind of part-time internship. But most of the time, I was free. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I didn't, I didn't like it. It felt like I was useless. It felt like I wasn't doing anything, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, what should I do? I don't know what to do. I just felt, like, super sad. I didn't want to do anything. And then right now, if somebody would have come to me and told me, Zainab, 
you have one day mm-hmm. you have 24 hours just mm-hmm. go to sleep do whatever you want don't pick up a book just do you just like relax I'd be like alhamdulillah mm. two days it would have been like okay cool I get it for one day but like two days three days then I probably would have been back in that like oh my yeah. god I have nothing to do yeah so like do you get what I'm saying I get what you're saying I just realized you know I honestly I don't agree with the way the world pushes free time okay um necessarily because free time creates time for you to sit down and think of doing things that are that are pro- you probably wouldn't have done if you didn't have any free time right so things that are necessarily wrong for you so can hanging you give me an out, example hanging oh. out with the wrong people yeah because right? you're free and you're like hey let's hang yeah out. Uh-huh. so um and then those wrong people they lead you to what to haram like bad habits yeah. bad habits um picking up things that you wouldn't have done or you never thought you would do but just because you were around those people the whole year it just ended up that at the end of the year you started doing what they were doing mm-hmm. so this idea of having time to kill like how to feed i'll give you an example okay as a muslim you are supposed to act like the people before you of course. like the scholars the, the salaf the pious predecessors right yeah okay you read their stories. You ever hear a scholar say, during my free time, I like to, this is my hobby. I like to, uh, what's it called? I like Play basketball. Reading. I like and painting. I like to paint. And I like Watching to uh, TV watch shows. TV. You ever <laughs> Never. I've heard of like ulama who, like when they enter the bathroom, they'd have somebody waiting outside. Outside reading. reading books. Yeah. When they're eating, they have people reading to them. Like they're doing number one or number two and they have people reading to them. Because reading Islamic stuff, by the way, not things that are, you know, romance novels and YA novels <laughs> and Come all on, those things, right? Are you coming at my literature major? No, 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 I'm, no, kidding, I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know but you're not. Yeah. I'm trying to say is like, realize that free time is the world making you lazy. You know how they say like, you read those books of billionaires, right? And they tell you, I don't sleep in the morning. I wake up right yeah and what's it called i like to utilize my time and i like to do all those things if a girl can realize that time is important if a non-muslim can re- you as a muslim who allah mantodan tells him in the quran the prophet tells him to realize that time is the most important thing that you can have in this world more important than money what is going on it's true you can't buy more time so when you say i have free time and i want to kill this free time no because time is already killing you. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> it's true, yeah. Like, what was it? Imam Shafi'i, I was, I was telling you that phrase I heard the other day. Yeah. Imam Shafi'i said I went to a group of people. And I did not benefit from them except two things. And the first one was, Right? So your time is like a sword. If it, if you don't cut it, it cuts you. Basically. So I'm like always dueling with time. So they say that, you know... Subhanallah, time is, is greater than money, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You can't get back. I can't get back the second I was speaking right now. So don't listen to... My advice would be mm-hmm. to myself and to anybody else that's listening <laughs> is when you are busy, say alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. If you're busy with good. I see. Okay. Yeah, okay? Because don't think it's a burden. Don't think, oh my God, I cannot breathe. I just need one day to myself. Sometimes you do. You you need, okay, you need, let's say, but the thing is, it depends on what you find enjoyment in. If your free time, you're using that time to read Islamic stuff, or using it to read Quran, or you're using it to listen to a lecture, and that is your entertainment. Instead of Netflix, it's what? It's uh, Khair. Right? It's Good things. You the, you're yeah, listening after. about your You're listening to um, a teacher. You're doing something that mm-hmm. has to do that's going to help you with the akhirah. If you and program your mind that way, then you will find blessings. Right? You'll mm-hmm. be able to say, Subhanallah, what's going on this year? I'm so blessed. You'll be content where you are. Even if you're going through a hard time, you'll be happy because you know that when you go home, you will find comfort with Ilahi and being in a room by yourself between you and your Lord. Nobody else. One so thing please, I always ask. Don't, don't think that you being busy with good things is a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's shielding you from bad things, from bad people, from bad actions, from bad consequences. Okay? That's my advice, honestly. It's true. Like, the thing that you just said about contentment. One thing I always try 
to like make it a habit because mm-hmm. I always ask Allah to give me like rahat al bal to always be content inside mm-hmm. no matter what my situation is yeah I could be broke I could have some money yeah I could be healthy inshallah hopefully I'll be healthy all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> not healthy <laughs> yes yeah do you know what I mean yeah but you know it's um the scholars they say that if people knew what we had meaning the knowledge and the contentment they feel they would have given us gold they would have like paid us a lot of money to get it knowing that what what do scholars have they don't have money most likely right yeah they don't and they don't have gold they don't have mansions they don't have anything of this world right mm-hmm. they have things of the akhirah subhanallah so they say that you know if they knew we had this people would be lining outside right now lining up and asking to get what they have they have real contentment they're happy that today even if they lost the roof that's over their head they know that ilahi has got them if he doesn't have them in this dunya he has them in the akhirah subhanallah so try to seek that don't seek superficial things don't seek you know being a billionaire because um when you die who's who's going to get this money is the money going to help you it can be buried with you <laughs> yeah, what is that gonna do though? When the malak comes to question you, you gonna be what? I'm gonna pay you off. So you, I, I don't know. Man, rabbuk, I'll give you this. Wallah, I'll have the gold right next to me. Subhanallah. No, that's um. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Wallah, be happy with being busy. It is stressful though. It is. It is. And read. You know, when you feel down, and you feel like you know you don't have any motivation towards life i would say pick up a book and read a story about one of the companions mm. right and then when you see the drive they had even during their life you don't have to read about things like they did with the prophet sallallahu you can read about how some of them were businessmen or women right mm. um some of them they had businesses they worked they had a life they had children they lost they grieved right so read their stories and pick the part, just like, you know, you'd pick, let's say, if you were feeling, let's say you go on Netflix, for example. Okay. And you feel like laughing today. You'll click on comedy. Yes, I will. And you'll, and you'll laugh along with them, right? <laughs> yeah. The Three Stooges and all the everything, right? <laughs> and all those shows and movies. Um, and then if you feel, I don't know, Bismillah, romance or something, I don't know. A rom-com. You, yes, you click them. Even though they're very problematic. Yes. And they have very... They're very sexist. Mm. But, but that's a whole different topic. It is. But th- what I was trying to get at is, you know, I went to a lecture in Mass Ikna. Mm-hmm. And one of the scholars, I don't know if it was... Anywho. Sorry. Are we back from we... a commercial? <laughs> <laughs> commercial break? Yes. If you'd like to have your commercials featured in our podcast, <laughs> please email us at yalalatadal, Y-A-L-L-A-L-E-T-S... H A D A L at gmail dot com. Okay. And cash at me. We'll 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 sort out the details. Subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I believe I was talking about what was I talking about? I was talking about the lecture, right? Yeah. So one of the scholars, I mean, sorry, I apologize. Uh, Mas Ikna. Mm-hmm. So one of the lectures, it really got to me, because when we're seeking, let's say, there's something emotional that happens in our life, we usually seek others assistance or we read books about that scholars of or not even scholars authors of today have written right yeah and the lecture he said basically if you are feeling a certain way any emotion look at the seerah of the prophet and the stories of the companions and the prophet he grieved he lost children he lost his wife right um he lost people that were close to him so if you're grieving, look at the pro- the way the Prophet ﷺ dealt with it. Hmm. Use that to motivate you and to help you. That if the the greatest man or greatest prophet to ever live in this world went through this, what about you? Right? Now, let's say if you are going through any sort of problem, look at how the Prophet ﷺ dealt with it. Financial problems. Um... What's it called? Uh, the commitment, the community problems, right? Um, outreach problems, uh, not having someone betraying you, for example, 
any of those things. Ooh. Look at how the Prophet true. dealt with those things. Look at how the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the four Khalifas, how they dealt with it. Use their example as a point where whenever you're going through something, you know, a reference. Right now, if I'm learning English, I'll look at the dictionary, right? Use, the, use it like that. That's what I would say. Hmm. I don't know how we got into this conversation, but <laughs> I have no me. idea how to even go back. But yeah, that's um, when you're going through something, look at that. If you're happy, look at what the person did when he was happy. Did he give more gratitude? Did he show more gratitude to Allah? Did he, did more, did he do more istighfara, right? Did he do it only when he was sad and he needed something? Or did he do it all the time? Yeah. Right? When he was happy, when he was sad, when he needed something, all the time. He didn't just turn to Ilahi when he needed Allah. Yeah. You realize that he needed Allah all the time. It's true. Sometimes, like, when you're in the middle of it, hustling and bustling. Yeah. Sometimes you just think, you know, if I study hard enough, I'll get that aid. Mm-hmm. If I go to work, I'll get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. And then you just start to depend on yourself. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and remind yourself, hey... It's not through my doing, but it's actually through Allah. Yeah. And another thing that I try my best to stay positive um, through is, you know, the hadith, I I don't want to say it wrong, but the one that says that I am what my servant thinks of me. Yeah. Where Allah um, is saying... I think it's like, Yeah, so it's like, it says that, you know, the hadith says, Allah says, um, it's hadith Qudsi, Allah says, I am what my servant thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Um probably translated it wrong by Allahu Alam. May Allah forgive us all for our shortcomings. And and it is what you think of Allah. What happens is what you think of Allah. So right now, if I expect good results from Allah, I get those good results. I have to believe that. I can't just be like, oh, I might also get bad results. No, there's no also. If it is good, I have to believe that if I try my best, Allah will give me good results. But the minute you say, oh, I might, you're, you're coming... You are basically putting down the power of Allah. Remember You're not believing in it. Remember the whole debacle with me and the parking citation today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Subhanallah. Um, so basically what had happened was yeah. I was running late for lecture. And yeah. I parked my car in an incorrect place. And I told myself, whatever, I'm probably going to get a ticket. Mm. I got a ticket. See, look at that. You are, I'm kidding. That's like a really like specific. I know. I know it's like a very specific. <laughs> it's thing. very specific. Yeah. But maybe had I thought to myself, you know, inshallah, I will not get a ticket today, yeah. and I truly believed it inside, mm-hmm. it might have worked out. But who knows? Adarullah. No, no, I have good thoughts, uh, and I should also park in better places. Yes. <laughs> or pay. <laughs> Prevent it from happening first. That's actually a good point. Prevent the things from happening at first. I know. And but... then. Sometimes you just want to live life in the fast lane, you know? I, I You're see like, you. Uh, uh. I see. You're getting tickets. Uh, now I have <laughs> to pay, like, Allah. instead of paying, like, two bucks, now I have to pay, like, what, 45, 50 bucks? Yeah. Actually, it increases, too, if you don't pay at a certain time. Yeah. That happened to me once. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay it, like, next week or something. Because I think it needs, like, a week to get into the system. Mm. And do you know, like, yeah. on there, it says that if you pay for, like, the parking citation... Yeah. ...that you're, like, um, admitting to, like, a misdemeanor or something? Yeah! Did you see that? I saw that. I am not a criminal. What does that even mean? I just parked in the wrong place. I know, it just shows that you're, like, a reckless citizen. Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what they say? We're in the law. No, I think... I was probably gonna make something up from, like, my head. Something yeah. like... Parking... At a wrong place, full of it. I don't know, like, but <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. But just like imagine, yeah, like it going on your record for me. It's gonna say Zainal Muhammad from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, University of Minnesota student, and it says University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I pay. I even have like contract parking. I don't even know why I got this citation. Why I went out and like basically asked for it. Mm-hmm. Had I left my house five minutes earlier, yeah, I probably wouldn't have even gotten it. But you see the hat eye? I see that. Yeah, wait, it's not good. I know. I need to I need to improve myself. So No no, we all do. It's a work in pro all of us are a work in progress. So here's my question for you. Do We're you getting serious now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you believe? Yeah. It's possible to st- I think you and I had this conversation before. Mm. Do you believe it's possible to stay at a certain 
point not progressing or regressing. No. In terms of what, though? In terms of your... Anything. If it comes let's to Dean, no. Let's say it's... Okay. Let's put stuff into, like... Everybody has, like, five categories, right? If I'm remembering correctly. There's, like, this, the physical well-being, the mental well-being, mm-hmm. the spiritual well-being, financial well-being, mm-hmm. and, like, social well-being. I am on a roll today. Wow. I, I see that. <laughs> SubhanAllah. So, in any of these five categories, do you think it's possible to not progress or regress, but just stay at a certain point? Let's start with the social. So, like, I don't know. You're not... So how would you not progress or regress? So would that mean just, like... There's no way you can be at a point where you're just, like, still. In anything. Like, in relationships. Like, trying. In a relationship with anything. Your relationship with work. Your relationship with school. Your relationship with Allah. Like, something has to either increase... I'll give you an example. I've been talking about religion all day. Uh Iman. Right? Yeah, that's always fluctuating. Like, it's fluctuating. Meaning that you, your ibadah, is also fluctuating, right? Your increase of istighfar, your increase of prayer, all of that is fluctuating. How can you just stay in one place? Financial well-being? Uh, unless you go, don't go out and spend anything in the world. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that mean you're technically progressing because you're making money, but you're not spending it? You're not really making money because... You're not going to work. Yeah. I think you'd be regressing because, like, the... Big yeah. takes fees anyway. <laughs> the, I, I feel like, you know, with the way life is going right now in the 21st century and technology and everything, there's no point, there's no way that you could just be still. Unless you're, like, locked up, subhanAllah. <laughs> and you have nothing. <laughs> and even then, something's changing in you. Your feelings. Um, Maybe your, your physical well-being is changing, you know, like. As well, yeah. You might be working out. Getting yourself some muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just had, like, a really great question in mind, but. I forgot it. Wow. I always forget some stuff right away. I have a friend who tells me every time I forget something. Yeah. She's like, Salli ala Nabi. Like, I always say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. That's beautiful. Let's remember this. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. That's good. MashaAllah. It's amazing to see, like, the creation and how they, how they interact with religion. Hmm. Right? Like, some might see it as the only thing that's keeping them alive. While some might be able to think that they can think, okay? That they can live without it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, when you see, like, certain people, they'll... Instead of cursing, when something happens to them, and they're, like, shocked or scared or anything, they'll say something that has to remind them of Allah. Yeah, I try to You see I the difference between it, the two people? Yeah. I try to make it a habit mm-hmm. that every time something happens, like, subhanAllah, astaghfirik ya rabbi... Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Because, yeah. like, you never know what's going to happen. That's true. Like, there was a time where I would say stuff like, mm. Yeah. It wasn't a bad word, but <laughs> it wasn't a good word either. <laughs> it was neutral. <laughs> it wasn't a nice word. Yeah. My mom didn't like it. Mm. I'd say, like, darn it. Oh, okay. No, just teach your mouth to be wet with the dhikr of the remembrance of Allah. Definitely, yeah. Right? Your tongue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. SubhanAllah. So... Next question, 21st century. You basically segued into this climate change. Thoughts? You know, that's a topic I don't <laughs> think I can get into. I mean, it's happening. It's happening, okay. Right? Um, the way I think of it, it could be completely wrong. It's, it's just the world getting ready to end. Okay, so... That way, it doesn't, like... It, it still bothers me, Right? But I let it go because it's nature taking course. Okay, so here, here's the or thing. Or humans ruining. <laughs> I'm taking an apocalyptic literature course. Mm. I'm anxious all the time. Yeah. Anxious. <laughs> anxious. There we go. Anxious all the time. Yeah. But I enjoy reading this. For instance, if, like, in about, by 2050, yeah. major... According to research, major metropolitan areas mm-hmm. will totally be underwater, right? Mm-hmm. People are moving today from places like Miami and Houston out of their homes because of flooding and because, like, their houses are going underwater. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. By 2050, they're guessing places like New York, Miami, Houston, Shanghai, Allahumma Muhammad, Bangkok. Mm-hmm. 
I'm guessing Somalia because it's like right there. <laughs> I don't know, but like places like on basically the coast, many yeah. many major cities, yeah, are usually on co- coasts because mm-hmm. you know, according to history, you know, even till today, docks are like very important things. That's how you move goods and whatnot. Yeah. People love living at coasts, so that's where people usually live, right? Mm-hmm. All these places are gonna go underwater, right? The temperature of the earth rises a lot of arable land where we can get food from today will no longer be viable for food. How far, like, back is this? Or not back, I mean. And, like, like in the future? It, when will it happen? Some of this stuff is happening are by 2050. Saying? By 2050, you okay, and I are so not... I, you and I will not be, be alive. I buy it. I plan to be alive. I don't it's know shall, what you're talking about. What do you mean? By 2050, you're going to be in your early 50s. I know, but Allahu alam. Allahu alam, of course. Right? But like, so I feel like, honestly, okay. And then look at it. The other thing. So you think the whole world's going to go underwater? I don't think the whole world's going to go underwater. Is that I what believe, they're saying? I believe a large, like, large metropolitan areas will go underwater, mm. okay? A lot of people So what are we doing when people are going underwater? We live in Minnesota, baby. <laughs> We're getting more polar vortices vortexes yeah, you know yeah because like that's meteorology baby right yeah and then the other thing with forest fires mm, oh yeah that's already happening yeah forest fires already happening mm-hmm. i believe there's gonna be like more often we're gonna have like tornadoes yeah. droughts yeah so let me tell you about dams <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> this is like the global studies major sure. in me coming out go ahead so do you know like by 2050 there will be so many people who are displaced because of climate change so they're going to be like climate change refugees of some sort wow so water will be such a valuable commodity which is why you and i need to buy a lake right here in minnesota we can bottle Ten thousand lakes the land of Do you know there's like technically like more than eleven thousand lakes really yeah for reals for reals wow most of them are man-made, right? I don't think so. What I read a long time ago, but Allahu alam, mm-hmm. is that the, like there was like glaciers in Minnesota, and then they melted, and then some of them became lakes. Yeah, just like leftover water. Wow. But, <clears throat> but yeah. So like in place, there's like a lake. I have a question. I forget for you. the name of it. Yes. Sorry, you may go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I have a question for you. In terms uh-huh. of okay, so you said you're in this class apocalyptic mm-hmm. something apocalyptic literature yeah okay. end of times and apocalyptic literature when you read stuff like this as someone that goes to college learns about these things mm-hmm. does it dampen your mood does it affect you uh, yeah i guess it does in that moment in that and moment it, right yeah so like the thing with do climate you take change, it on do you take those stress like you're reading about it's right there on my shoulders right there i'm oh. kidding <laughs> no i got you uh, to massage i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i do need a massage but the thing is that now it's kind of like in the back of my mind. I'm yeah. thinking about it more. So the thing with climate change is that it's like slow violence. Mm-hmm. So it's happening over such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. When you tell somebody who I don't even know, who uses like a car from 1941, yeah, which like for every mile it drives uses like seven gallons of gas, yeah, that by like 2050... Your city's going to be underwater. They don't really care about climate change because yeah. its effects is not going to be affecting them. Future generations are going to look back at us and say, you know, why didn't they do something about it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there are the, also people that are trying to do something about it. Yeah, but do you recycle. Do I? Do you recycle? I mean, don't put me out there. Yeah, um, Salim, do you recycle? You know, subhanAllah, I can't lie. I don't recycle. Do you try to recycle when you have the, the chance? And, like, you see, like, the if little I bottle see the little thing? things, I do try. Okay. I do try. And I think it's something that we should all start doing. Mm-hmm. We should take apart. Because we don't want to be asked about it on the day of judgment, right? Yeah. Imagine, like, you lived, like, your whole life and then... You know, being you didn't neglectful really... of the, the earth. earth. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Subhanallah. But, Aniga, for me, I never try to... Like, I'm not a politics person, like I told you before, right? Yeah. And I don't try to be... I don't look at the news a lot. In terms of actually watching, like, CNN. I might read it. I choose what I read. Because I'm the type of person I take on, like, the sadness and the death and all those you things. You told me. You mimic, like, I, symptoms. I mimic symptoms. I don't like it. It's not... A, it's, the, it's my personality, right? 
So if someone is like that, I would suggest that you don't read those things because when it happens, you certain you you tend to lose hope, and it's not a good thing. So what I would say is, as someone who's major, like you have to take that class or you chose to take that class, I don't know, <laughs> but um, I would say honestly, when you read stuff like that, know that either way, whatever happens, if I go underwater today, whatever happens, if I get displaced, if it happens, Ilahi's got you. You know where you're going. The earth is ending either way. Whether it ends by fire or whether it ends by water or it ends by whatever, the earth is going to be, not to be morbid or like, you know, not to scare people. But as a Muslim, if you believe in Islam, you know that there's a day where everything comes to an end. Yeah. And most likely, we won't be alive when the I hope fitna, I'm not alive. But when the fitna yeah. is happening, right? When people are, when things are happening, if you have an ounce of belief in your heart of Allah, you probably won't be alive, right? Mm-hmm. And only the corrupt people will be alive. So, those are the type of things that help me get through it, knowing that, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I find interesting as a literature major? Mm-hmm. Is that everybody, like, no matter where on earth, mm-hmm. all peoples have, like, an origin story. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, an end of time story. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, like, for I us. I know what ours is. Ours <laughs> is the Somali people. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know what but basically, you know, like how we believe that all yeah. humans came from Adam alayhi salam and Hawa alayhi salam, and that's how like we came about. Uh huh. Hawa. Hawa. Hey. Adam and Hawa. Mm. Um, and eventually we believe that the earth is going to end and the day of judgment is going to happen. But no matter where you look on earth, yeah, everybody has like that thing and it's like it's just like interesting mm. from like a scholarly point of view like you mean they all have that belief of adam and how no no. no 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 i'm talking about like the end of time yeah they all believe that we came from somewhere and we're going somewhere no and actually yeah. they don't all believe we're going somewhere not we're going somewhere yeah. but like we're gonna cease to exist someday mm. not just us like us as in me and um salim but also us as collectively as humans that's true some people might believe that our species homo homo sapiens will no longer exist because they're going to evolve into some other species called just whatever but for us you and i we believe that you know yom al-qiyam is gonna happen some people believe i don't even know i am i don't know very much about this but all i know is this fact yeah i'd be sick to regurgitate facts thank you university (laughs) of minnesota (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I believe, like, I think it'd be very interesting to see us as, like, young Muslim professionals to take up climate change. Because I'd love to see a Friday khutbah about climate change. Mm. You know, because it's, like, something I think it's because, you know, if I speak, like, specifically in the Somali community, we might not be, some of us, I don't want to say all of us, especially the older generation, might not be as educated when it comes to climate change. I beg to differ. No, 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 because the thing is, they might not understand what the Americans are trying to get, or people are trying to get across. Hmm. Does that make sense? The the most avid recycler that I know in my family mm-hmm. is my grandma. Hmm. She recycles paper. She does glass. I think soon she might even but do compost. If I've seen, mashallah, if I've seen like maybe some of the people that I know, or like just see... Personally, at do home, I don't even. Is, I don't can't do even. It, you but can't I blame them. To. You can't blame them because if you don't bring it to their like, like in their language, and teach it and teach them like, like we have senior homes, right? Yeah. And buildings that like only senior people can live in. The mm-hmm. seniors can live in. If you teach them like you know this sign means this, or this trash can is used for this, or if you teach them things like that, more they're more likely to do it. But if there is no awareness outside, then how are they supposed to teach their children? How are they supposed to, you know, carry on this issue that we're fighting or this cause? Hmm. That's what I believe. There's just not much awareness, I believe, in our community. Especially, like, I'm going to speak in Minnesota because I don't know other Somalis that live in other parts different, of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, or, the or the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Somalia probably doesn't even know what recycling, recycling is. <laughs> because they <laughs> no. barely even use any of the things that you need to recycle. I mean, but the saddest part is It's that. all Dixies and stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Don't I, come for me, guys. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. I'm kidding. I've 
that's Smy and I beg to differ. Mm. But Smy has like their own problems. But um, yeah. what was I saying? I had a train of thought right now. But yeah, like seeing the effects of climate change. Yeah. Because let's say technically, mm-hmm. using cars is not good for the climate. You know, CO two emissions and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Because of those CO two emissions, mm-hmm. it just made it so that Somalia might be going through a drought, or they might have floods. Mm. you know like the whole world is so interconnected especially in like a global era of today like for instance think about the coronavirus mm. or as they call it COVID-19 because oh I, I I can attest to this Um Salem and my sisters can all attest to me loving to listen to NPR oh god it's always on <laughs> yeah but all the time we're trying I need to I need to wind down it's not bad you can listen to it but I should be doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, think, like, how there's, like, cases all over the world. Within, like, I don't know. Within, yeah. like, a week, there are, like, cases in, like, the U.S., France, Singapore, all over the world, mm-hmm. Japan. But the world is so interconnected. It is. Do you know Yeah. that in the Arctic glaciers mm-hmm. that there are, like, viruses and whatnot mm-hmm. that were present in Earth before humans, quote-unquote, before humans. You need to stop why do reading. I need to, why don't you need to say quote-unquote? I don't know. But, but you need to stop reading. I don't know <laughs> I what. never... Wait, wait. I thought reading was good. No, I said it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. No, no. Well, it's good But that. there's, like, viruses that we don't even have... Or, and, like, diseases that we don't even have the cure to. Because yeah. they haven't been introduced. Because they were frozen for, like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. Mm. So, technically... Yeah. That's an interesting fact that I don't know who's listening, but at least to know. If you made, I guess. It, to th- if you made it this far. This far, yeah. And the podcast, my phone number is. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> you know what? No. I might just do this. I'm going to drop one number, like backwards, for my yeah. phone number. And whoever can put it all together, congrats. You have my phone number. Wow. Should I do it? Three. No, no, no. Don't do it. We're good. Three. We're good. <laughs> Just one. And then you're going to have to listen to the, the next nine episodes to figure out the rest of my phone Mashallah. number. Whenever they're coming out. No, um, you know, in terms of... Let's bring it back to, like, you know, you're saying reading. Mm-hmm. It's important to be educated in terms of, like, when it comes to your akhirah, but of course you're doing it too, right? You live in this world. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad to read certain things that are needed in your major, that are needed for you to use during your work or your life, mm-hmm. right? So don't think that, you know, everything has to be centered around. You can only read about Abu Bakr and Umar and Ali and Uthman and all of them. You you can, of course, Allah says that, you know, or the Prophet that Allah loves someone to be, like, how do you say it? Um, not perfect, but that they try to be as perfect as they can in everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Right? That you try to be great in school as a Muslim that's what you should be example showing people that you try to be great in when it comes to your work life when it comes to your personal life right that you try to succeed in those things that's what it means and also succeeding in when it comes to your Islamic studies it just doesn't mean that you have to shut off everything it's something that you have to be great in in everything that you do mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah. We just went on a tangent. No, that's, but, that definitely makes sense. But you don't have to neglect your schoolwork in order to be great in your Islamic studies. You don't have to neglect work life in order to be great in your Islamic studies. Definitely. I I totally balance, agree. Right? Having a balance. Life now let me tell you important. another fact. Yeah. Do you know like how we think about like the United States being a country that's trying to promote a democracy abroad. Mm-hmm. You guys can search this up too. Mm-hmm. In our constitution, the word democracy doesn't even show up once. Mm. Really? Not once. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah? Yeah. Why do you guys think that is? I might tell you guys the answer in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember. If I remember. Yeah. And then throughout the next nine episodes i might give you guys my number who knows mm. wow <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's getting pretty late here inshallah it is and i have to go we have to go pray yep 
and well. we have to get going inshallah so alaikum for having me on the podcast thank you um salam um it was absolutely my pleasure having you no um may allah put barakah in everything that you do that is good and that I mean, benefits at least even one person um uh, so continue the good work that you're doing inshallah jazakallah khair um salam yeah. Wa alaykum assalam.